Namaste, everyone. My name is Jonathan Siegel, and welcome to another episode of the Soul Family Podcast, where we connect with Soul Family from around the world, hear about their journeys, and talk all things spiritual. Our Soul Family member today is Mr. Adam Nice, a former Israeli soldier who has such a cool and calm presence about him. I especially appreciate his logical approach to metaphysics and spirituality and really think you'll be able to take something away from this conversation. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Hakuna Matata, one tribe, one love, one family. Before we dive deep, why don't you introduce yourself a little and maybe what your spiritual path has been so far? Okay. I don't think I've had a very long spiritual path. Um, So maybe I'll just start with giving some background. I'm 22 years old. I come from Israel, uh, where we have mandatory military service. We join the army usually at 18 or 19. I joined a little after my 18th birthday. Um, I served at a combat unit as a commander and um, later on as a sergeant. And after three years, I got out. Five days after I got out, I got on a plane. <laughs> and I've been traveling for a little over a year and a half now. Hmm. And I don't think that's really my spiritual path, but it was maybe my um, path for refining myself or reinventing myself hmm. after the army. I, you know, all of a sudden, you're a, a person like on your own not a soldier not inside a system and you can yeah, you can be whoever you want to be yeah. so uh, it seems to be like a running theme uh, after the army going to traveling yeah yeah um, most people most people go usually yeah. for like uh, a couple months to a year sometimes they need a little longer and I'm, I'm stretching it to the max <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. doing two and a half years I think next year I'll start college and then wow Wow, yeah. So, I, I mean, being in the army 100% changes your perspective on life. And then you're saying now you start traveling and you kind of get more in tune with yourself. And Yeah. Yeah, the army, in the army, usually you need to, you need to put some of who you are aside. Hmm. Um, especially as a commander, as a sergeant. Um, and, and, and part of it, I was, also a, I was also a drill sergeant, so it's the guy that always shouts at the rookies. And, Jeez. and uh, it's definitely an act, you know, it's an act. And, and the, the brighter ones of the soldiers also know it's an act. So it's, mm-hmm. so it's, um, well, it's an act, but at the same time, do you feel like just throughout the day, you'd be thinking more like that person you were acting as? Yeah, I found myself at home, like, being as... Um, like non-emotional as you need to be sometimes as a drill sergeant so i've been working a lot of like emotionally eternally about who i am um for the past year a little over a year and it led me to nepal i think there actually that's where my spiritual path started because mm. i've been looking a lot into um philosophy that time and i was reading some books and uh that's when I really started going into that area. Hmm. And the first time I really felt it was in a, a place called the Monkey Temple. It's in Kathmandu. It's very famous. And um, that's when I really, for the first time, felt the, the, just the sheer power of like human faith and belief. 
because it's it's just it's just powerful like it brought humanity to many places to good places to bad places but but faith has a lot of power Hmm. it's it could be like faith in in anything could be faith in in god it could be faith even even the currency is built on faith i believe that money is worth something you believe the money is worth something and that makes it worth something Mm -hmm. so so i found and there i really felt it um i experienced it physically or uh, emotionally um in the monkey temple in the monkey temple yeah it was um and I had like an encounter with, it was actually a small Buddha statue on the side that made me really emotional. Hmm. It was like standing in front of it and uh, thinking about everything that faith has caused or uh, has brought into mm-hmm. the world. It was very emotional. I, mm-hmm. I cried. Yeah. It was, uh, and there, there it started. Like that was the first spark I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, to really start exploring that area mm-hmm. inside me. So since then, you've been going more inwards. Yeah, and... I've been trusting a lot more in that area, mm-hmm. and and I was a pretty, I was a very sarcastic person. I used to be like I'm a I'm a I'm a mathematician in heart. I'm, I love <laughs> math. I love physics. I'm, I love science. Yeah. I used to be very very analytical. I would. I, I read like one of those really fat books about uh, the game theory, which mm. is a field in math where they try to show calculations behind every decision. It's a very interesting field, and and I loved it. And I I like how do you say it? applied it? Like, you applied it. I applied it. Yeah. I used it like in many decisions. I would I would weigh the outcome and like the mm. possibility and the chances. Mm. Very logical. Like, yeah, very, very logical. Um, and I think thanks to like my scientific nature, maybe, or uh, that experimental mm-hmm. part of me, I started just maybe as an experiment. And because I'm traveling, I have that place to do it. I started, um, I stopped for, for a while. I stopped trying to figure out decisions and I started working from my gut. That was mm-hmm. before my experience in the monkey temple. But for a while, I started just uh, working by my intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, and in many decisions, I'd say, you know, I can do this, I can do this, I can and calculate and see. And I ended up doing what I felt like doing cause, yeah. because of that, like, trying to see where it gets me. Yeah. Found that it, it constantly brought me to good places. Every hmm. time I took that decision, I found that it's, it, I'm very happy with the outcome. You're saying following more like your gut feeling yeah. and your heart feeling more than your head? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually um, interesting how you say that your logical mind then kind of transformed into a more intuitive mind um, because I think it was Albert Einstein actually who was saying that a spiritual path and meditation can actually be quite logical and quite um, scientific in the sense that, okay, I have this hypothesis. I'm going to sit in meditation for this many days, for this much time, and then I'm going to see the outcome and the results of what happens. And same goes with... Uh, scientific experiments like the scientist is there and he says like how does he figure out this hypothesis it's with the gut feeling i have a little intuition that potentially this may yeah. work right <laughs> so it actually they go hand in hand yeah it's uh it's interesting that from a very um like a yeah. logical place that's what brought me into this area in fact i think that if my friends back home saw me today or 
heard this podcast, at least if they didn't hear this part of it, they would be really shocked that I'm talking about belief and that mm. I'm talking about, uh, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, because like the person I know as you are today, we've only met a few days ago, but like it's completely different than who this this officer yeah. you're describing. You were this type of person, and now I see you as like this free flowing spirit, like hippie almost type character. <laughs> um, so it's no, definitely <laughs> there's definitely some character characteristics that are not new. They're they're a part of me. They're they've always been a part of me. But um, but definitely being like this believer mm-hmm. uh, type is is new. Yeah, um, like for me in terms of faith, it's an interesting concept. Faith, because how do we truly have faith that there's more than the material world? Yeah, so people talk about faith and they think only about things like God and things like uh, spiritual paths. Um, like, you were a little surprised, I think, when I brought in uh, currency because that's something very mm. unrelated usually to faith in our mind. But I think the way I got to it was actually through the philosophy that I was starting to explore then, um, which actually showed me that everything is faith. You know, all of science right now is, uh, is theory. Uh, it's a pretty solid theory I mean but you can't you can't prove anything yeah you can try and prove that it's wrong and the more you fail the easier it is to uh, build on that theory that is how uh, like the philosophy of science is you can't prove something until the end you can only you can always find uh, several explanations for any theory you know they say now uh, you know the, the flat earth uh, society, um, they're saying that the Earth is um, the Earth is flat, and actually, I saw a pretty solid explanation that shows physically, scientifically, how that could be. Now, it doesn't mean like it didn't obviously it didn't convince me that the Earth is flat because I want to trust something. And I trust that the world is round. I trust that the earth is round because I have a lot of bases. But it's it's faith. It's not mm-hmm. like it's not knowledge. Yeah. It's not uh, evidence. Everything could be explained in many ways. Mm-hmm. So we have faith in many things. We never like even people who say that faith is like in God and God doesn't exist. And uh, yeah, maybe they're right. Maybe they're wrong. But you can't you can't know either. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting. Of course, I also believe that the earth is round, but. One of the first things they teach you in kindergarten is that the earth is round. It's actually one of the first things we learn. They bring out the globe and they show you the earth. And it's something that is programmed almost into us at a very young age. So from a very young age, we're taught repeatedly that the earth is round, the earth is round. And same with many other things in this life, how to behave, how the world works. And it actually varies from culture to culture, what we're taught. Mm -hmm. So there's a certain belief system that's programmed into us. Yeah, that was the real moment for me when I I realized that everything is built on faith. Then I realized that if everything is built on faith, then a lot of what I think I know, like you said, is is things that they taught me at a younger age, and Mm -hmm. now I take them as concrete. Once I realized that, I trust it as faith. I, I always... Mm. remember to try and question it and once you understand or once I understood that everything that I have in as knowledge is not concrete knowledge that gave room for a lot more trust a lot more trust in my uh, in my feeling and intuition because mm. if you know if you realize that you can't actually uh, know something as concrete fact then you have to 
start trusting something yeah. you have to start or at least open with, to something more yeah you, you have to start believing in even if you believe in in like those concrete facts you have to address it as it is it's it's belief you believe that it's true so stepping back and really reevaluating everything you know and exactly. diving deep within and saying is there a truth that's deeper than just what i've learned from the outside world so that leads me to the spiritual way that i found which is uh, it's Taoism or Taoism depends depends who you ask, and one of the things that like they're very big about is that you can't learn anything other than through experience. Mm. You know, if people tell you something, it's not really knowledge; it's what we receive. And again, I'm not like I'm not questioning gravity or anything. I know that um, I trust. I have trust in that. But I only have complete trust and I only take as concrete what I, uh, what I experience, what I feel on the inside. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that I take as solid ground. Um, that's my starting point. And from there, I go with trust. I, I feel that I can trust something. Like, we're humans, so we are looking for definitions. We're looking for definite answers. We're looking for something very specific and clear. When we do that, we put our we put things under like a frame. We don't allow any flexibility. So we always look for definite, definitive answers. There's this question that's actually I've been thinking a lot about lately, which is um, it's about uh, giving charity to beggars, giving money to beggars. Mm-hmm. And I find myself asking myself, according to my inner truth, should I give money to beggars or not? And I always think about it for a good, solid, like, 10-15 minutes before I remember, oh, right, I don't need to come up with a definitive answer. I don't think I should uh, decide for now and forever what I would do when I meet a beggar. Yeah. When it comes to it, I go by my feeling, by my gut. So it's the same with that. We always look for definitions. We look for something. Are you vegan or not vegan? If you're vegan, then you need to avoid this and this and that. Yeah. You're not vegan, then you can eat whatever. Yeah. Are you Buddhist or Hindu? Yeah, you, Buddhist, yeah. Hindu. And, and, and we're Taoist, you know? And, and then if you say someone is Taoist, if someone asks me if I'm Taoist and I say yes, and then he says, oh, but you don't follow this exactly. And they say, uh-huh. yeah, you're right. I, don't, I guess I'm not Taoist. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, we, we are very quick to label things. But that's, I think, my way of seeing it is um, there, there are different spiritual paths for everyone. Some people choose to walk them and some people choose to ignore them. All I know is that since I've started walking mine, I'm very happy. But I would never tell anybody to walk my spiritual path. I'd only push them to walk theirs. And when you start walking it, you'll find that it gets you to really good places. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, man. It was a great conversation, seriously. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think we'll end it there, but let's uh, keep talking tonight. I think we have another bonfire to go to as well. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) Thanks, man. Yeah, no, thank you.